Hello, this is Pastor Larry coming to you from sunny Florida, where the palm trees sway and the love bugs invade. These small black bugs have no natural enemies except for the grill and windshields of our cars. And they certainly make a great mess. They are so thick sometimes on the road, it sounds like rain hitting the windshield, and the remains of their squashed carcasses will eat the paint off your car. So washing off the love bugs has become a daily routine. I sure am thankful this only happens once a year. <clears throat> I'm trying to keep the fast of feasting here, okay? It is the fifth month of the fast of feasting. We are focusing on thanking God for blessing our relationship with Him and what He is doing with our lives. Everything we experience with the Father truly advances His kingdom and involves us in His eternal Tobe purpose. So we have no room to think there is something better. David gave us a psalm that truly expresses a fast of feasting. He saw God's plan in everything that was going on around him. David was grateful for what God was doing in his life and for what was on the horizon for him. David looked at what was his relationship and saw to that point that God had been with him and knew because of that God would continue the way he had been with him. And so throughout his days, he trusted the Lord and was faithful to God's plan. So David wrote this psalm. The 23rd Psalm is truly a magnificent expression of trust in God. It's a fast of feasting. The psalm was given to David by God's Spirit not just as a declaration of the trust and comfort that can be found in God's provision, but it is a psalm that speaks of empowerment, resolve, and boldness to stand in the assigned terial from the Father, no matter what the atmosphere. David understood that God had a plan that included him, and that God was very interested in him being successful. So what David was singing about in this psalm speaks to the deeper understanding that we have as sons. This is the way this psalm is to be sung by us as well. Let's look at what David wrote. Psalms 23, 1-6 The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This is truly an expression of confidence in the grace of God. In verse 1, David is describing his relationship with God. The concept of a shepherd no doubt comes from his personal experience. 
He knew what it took to be a successful shepherd, and he saw this in the way God was providing for him. He declared that in God's care there was no failing. God was perfect in the way he provided and what he provided. In our fast of feasting, we are recognizing that God has not failed us by any measure. Jesus, you recall, used the illustration of the shepherd looking for the sheep that was lost to show what the Father is doing to bring us into his provision. There are a couple of words here that I would like to highlight in this 23rd Psalm that speaks to the way God is interacting with us in his kingdom. I want to look at them knowing that there are other great points of preaching that we could do, (laughs) but uh, these particular words speak of something that I think we haven't considered before. First we see that God is leading us. Now this word lead uh, speaks of causing us to run with a sparkle, really. This could be considered maybe as a flash, as in lightning, as in God's sons moving on his behalf as arrows. So this leading is not the slow meandering of a sheep as he grazes, but more of a run into the gap or from the gap running into a breakthrough against the enemy. This uh, leading is more of a, a like a commander going before his troops into battle. So David having established the concept of God as a shepherd and we as sons as his sheep he moves into uh, talking or singing about what God is doing in him at a personal level as his shepherd. Now, the shepherd figure of God is about restoring or returning us to our starting point. That starting point is the place of our first love. This has to do with the way we think and the way we feel and the way we respond to God. This is our soul following our spirit man leading or as we have found out, running with sparkle <laughs> on the path or or the way of, of God's vision. It is to see things the way God is looking at things and giving thanks for the plans he has made that have come to pass and are the prospect of our future. Now we come to the heart of what David, I believe, was focusing on, and that is to fear no evil. Now, when I read this or heard this as I was growing up as a kid in church, um, it always meant to me that I would not be afraid in the dark or any number of things that made me afraid, which really didn't work so well. But this isn't about being afraid of demonic uh, uh, Influences that jump out and, and try to scare us in the middle of the night. This is really talking about the offerings of the enemy to go around the things that God is using to mature us as sons. The enemy does not want us to mature. 
So the enemy is always going to offer us a way around what God is using to discipline us, to teach us, to cause us to mature. Now the valley of the shadow of death is not a gauntlet that we have to run through as a demonic beings pop out to hit us or take us out. It is the path of righteousness where the enemy targets those who are walking that way. So any offering from the enemy is going to be a shadow or literally hovering over us to block out the light, which if allowed to be an influence, leads to spiritual death. So this concept of fearing no evil is not about having the boldness or the confidence to face off with the enemy. The word fear is the Greek word yar, and this speaks of revering something or someone. And um, so this would mean that if we fear evil, we are having reverence for evil. We are reverencing that entity and surrendering to its desires. Evil, we know, is ra'ah, which is the twisting of righteousness. So, this fear of evil is about listening to the enemy's counteroffer and deciding that it's a valid avenue to get to where God has promised us. So, this valley is the narrow path of righteousness and the shadow of death is nothing more than insistent offerings or an, an, an insistent offer of the enemy for a shortcut to a prophetic word that has been spoken over us. We declare that as sons we're not receiving the enemy's offer. We are not choosing anything but what the Father has planned for us. The enemy's shadow is not covering the light of the word for us. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Now, the rod of God is his justice, and it is always with us. His staff, which speaks of the sustenance that God is providing us, supports us in our assignment from his right hand, and this is there too. This is where our comfort comes from. This comfort speaks of the sigh as a breath that is strong upon us. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. Remember what Jesus said. He said that he had to go so that the Comforter could come. So it is his breath that puts us in that place of the light burden and the easy yoke. In other words, by the power of the Spirit, we are in the right place at the right time, and the work that must be done is easily accomplished. So anything that the enemy offers is meant to cover the light of that assignment. We are going through the valley where the enemy is always trying to get us off the path of righteousness. He's always trying to overshadow the calling of God with his twisted righteousness that promises life but only brings death. Now David goes on to talk about a table prepared for us in the midst of our enemies. Meaning that our enemies will openly see that despite the atmosphere that they have tried to overshadow us with, we are still in a fast of feasting. 
we are functioning in the anointing. We see all that is around us and the work of the Father to form and prepare us for greater exploits. We continually are in thanksgiving for this and looking forward to what he is going to do with us next. This is an amazing thing and it causes us to be set aside for the work that only we have been created to do. And the cup of our portion will bring complete satisfaction to the assignment we have been commissioned to do. And it will flow out to affect the terrier around us and the rest of the kingdom. Because of this, David declares, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Goodness is Tob, which we know to be the beautiful thing that God intended from the beginning. And we know that mercy is the word has said that speaks of the intimate relationship and commune with the Father, whereby he releases his desire his a directive to us in the presence of the angels. This is where we hear and obey his strategies. In his timing, we will release thy directive of purpose that will yield grace for us to overcome. This will follow our run after us, uh, or run after us, I should say. Um, this is an energetic pursuit of us. It speaks of an immediate response to who we are and what we do. David said, This is where we dwell. This word dwell speaks of sitting down as a judge, as one who functions in the fullness of our calling in the house of our family, of Yahweh, the eternal mind of God. This will be forever. This truly speaks of what is going on with us now and the way we will be partnering with the Father in eternity. We will bring righteous vision to everything. This is truly a marvelous chapter for all, but especially for the saints who realize that this is an outline of how we are relating to the Father and what the Father is prepared to do with all who will step into their place as sons. Be encouraged by this and know that Yahweh shepherding is far greater than just making you fat and happy. <laughs> it is truly a level of relationship that allows his shepherding of us to happen the shepherding of the Lord sounds great at first glance, but when people realize the full implications of what it means to be shepherded, I think I put too many D's on that, um, they want to look for their own pastures. To have this kind of relationship with God, we must have a righteous vision of what really is going on under the authority of the Father. So in our fast of feasting, we declare the Lord is our shepherd, and we fear no evil. We are allowing the Lord to shepherd us, and we are not re, re, um, reverencing anything the enemy is offering, because we know it leads to death. Amen? Thank you for listening. Please tune in next time when you will hear somebody say, and that's the truth. We love you all. Goodbye.